that now covers local football in this great town of ours as well as keeping up with all the frills and spills, highs and lows of my team, Hastings United. On the show this week, week 27 of the Hastings Report with my ESFL veteran co-host Leon Pettit going through all the action from our local sides in SCFL, MSFL and ESFL. Then we are joined by Timothy Booth-Jones and his Tim's Takes this week on our women's team's draw versus Bromley and our men's team's loss to Cole Shorten. I'm joined by Duncan Brooker, the chairman of the Mid-Sussex Football League. He joins us to talk about the refereeing retention crisis and what needs to be done. It's a fascinating listen. And finally, we have the SBTS Fan Roundtable, where we round up the week that was for our beloved Hastings, plus the club statement on staying at the pilot field. Enjoy, grassroots football fans. And now over to week 27 of the Hastings Report. It gives me great pleasure to introduce week 27 of the Hastings Report with my uh, wonderful ESFL veteran co-host, Leon Pettit, as I always ask. Leon, how's your week been? Yeah, fine, mate. Yeah, no dramas. Good. No one likes a drama. Right, so we're moving straight into Saturday's games in the SCFL and a wonderful win that we kind of predicted. We thought Crawley down Gatwick were playing. They were a bit iffy and Bexhill only went there and beat them 1-0. Tom Vickers scoring a pen. And we've also got uh, someone who was at the game. So we've got a little review of the game from Chris Van Rock, who's Van Rock Chris on Twitter. Give him a follow. Massive Bexhill fan. And he's a little bit of a vegan as well, if you like that sort of thing. He's just given us a review. said there was attendance 75 at the Hayden Sports Field at Crawley Down. Saw Bexhill win from a 75th minute penalty by Captain Tom Vickers after Ollie Howells brutally brought down running towards the goalkeeper. Funny enough, there was a little smile afterwards but still a penalty was given. First 20 minutes, the Pirates struggled. Defensive issues and domination from the Anvils and continued to a handled back pass by recent goalkeeper, goalkeeper Alex Zamini, causing a close free kick just outside the box. Second half, Bexhill discipline was absolutely outstanding. Uh, so much better. Tight unit, finished 1-0 against a high-flying CDG. Uh, only downside to it was last-minute substitution to Oli Hull. Uh, because of injury, a uh, yellow card for Alex Zamini for time-wasting. Uh, the lad has come in after trials with Brentford. He's one for the future. Uh, one thing to note was CDG's number three, Sean Findley, looked dangerous with deep runs down the left. He says Be- Bex will stay eighth and move on to Bogner on Tuesday night. Obviously, with something we're going to talk about with this discipline and rested the Shonka himself. We should put up a decent show 
against a against really an impossible win against high flying Bognar. I wouldn't say it was impossible myself, but in the Sussex Cup, Bexhill's lack of quality on the bench is substituted by togetherness and a quality under twenty three team with players starting to move through from there. Uh, obviously, long review there, Leon. Anything to add to that? No, I'll leave it to the to the super fan who was there. Yeah, well, well, Alex Hill shot down, shot down a half line, called it down Gatwick. Yeah, they're having a bit of a wobble, aren't they? Mm, they are indeed. Mm, right then. So moving on again on Saturday, Little Common three, Lingfield two, Sam Ellis, Lewis Hole, and Freddie Warren getting the goals for Little Common. Uh, that uh, Louis Lewis Walker also saw red. In a back-and-forth match, uh, Commons class shone through with Freddie Warren, a particular standout, which is why he won the Man of the Match award. So that's all good, isn't it? Nice to see the Common win again. Yeah, it looks like a, a well-hard-fought win now. I think they're turning up at half-time and Link, Linkfield maybe um, sort of tried to climb back into the game, but credit to Little Common, they held out and it's um, round, round two on, is it on Tuesday tomorrow? It well, certainly is. We're talking now on Monday, so tomorrow, Tuesday evening, it'll be round two, the old, the old bell goes off and where we go. So straight on to fixtures, Leon, as you mentioned, there is a return, immediate return fixture. Uh, will, will Common make it home and away wins or will Lingfield get their revenge? Uh, you know, to be honest, I favour Common. They're just, they seem to be flying now. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, they form they form sort of the second half of the season. They're they're climbing up the table, making good use of the game, game games in hand they've got. So um, yeah, no, just based on that line, they seem to be um, fight fighting for their wins. So I could see them getting another scrapping another another win there. Right, and and then the big game, the big game tomorrow. Uh, I say according uh, Monday night, Tuesday night uh, is the game. This will be coming out Tuesday. Uh, Bognor Regis versus Bexhill. Uh, could Bexhill do it at Naywood Lane? Uh, to be fair, Bogner are in shocking form. They've lost the last four. I mean, come on, the Pirates. It's got to be, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose I'll have to back my local local side. Yeah, why not? Even though my head says maybe Bogner might, might you know, do it. Get those yeah. thoughts out of your head. <laughs> but no, no, scrap that. Edit that bit out. Yeah, Bexhill no, for the win. Shonk, shonk, <laughs> mate. Then on Saturday, Bexhill have got uh, AFC Valdinians. Uh, the Valdinians, who have uh, lost the last three, uh, I don't think they'll be getting any joy at Polgrove, will they? No, no, you said it, mate. The form, Valdinians form isn't the best. And yeah, I think a little, um, sorry, a little comment. Bexhill, Bexhill will be winning that one. Yeah, uh, so, uh, talking a little comment. They travel to Salt Dean. Uh, I mean, little comment got a fancy this game. Salt Dean haven't won since the end of October, Leon. Uh, and are in a right free fall. Yeah, well, I think I will watch the reverse fixture this at Little Common and um, Common. I don't think we're entirely out of the races that day, but they still looked the better side and beat them. So I think, yeah, just the way it's been going lately, I'd expect a comfortable win there for Little Common. Right. So that's the SCFL. So let's move on to the MSFL. Uh, Saturday's results. Let's go straight to Hollington 7. Uh, Ashurstwood nil. This was a game that I attended. Uh, I got the second half. Uh, the goal scorers for Hollington: Dan Tewksbury, Charlie Cornford, uh, Brad Pritchard. Two for Lewis McGuigan, uh, Paul Rogers, and Zach McHenry. I mean, I only got there in the second half. I didn't even realise that they were six nil down. Ash Ashurst. Um, to be honest, they they really did try and keep up with uh, Hollington. I mean, it was a feisty affair. And, um, I mean, you wouldn't have known it that they were losing 
uh, 6-0. A very physical side who, who definitely give 110%. Amazed that it stayed 11 versus 11. Um, but Honington, you know, clearly had the quality and the advantage. And to be fair, they sealed the game with one of the most comical free kicks. Um, uh, just to explain, a free kick about 25 yards out. Uh, there was so much needle going on. It was, uh, you'd have loved it, Leon. Uh, from both sets of t- uh, players. And th- there's a big horde of them all moaning and groaning. The goalie was <laughs> kind of 15 yards out, moaning as well. And you saw the, the bloke taking it. I don't know who got the last goal, so uh, sorry. But uh, he asked the asked the ref, can I take this kick? And the ref said yes. So he's kicked it straight <laughs> in. And um, uh, to, to, to the everyone started cracking up laughing. Uh, Hollington coach did say, like, you know, goalie, uh, where's your wall? When it went in and um, there was much laughter on the sidelines. But uh, yeah, com- absolutely convincing from uh, Hollington. You know, they're... Uh, they're just they've 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 won this. I know I know they're only three points clear with three games in hand. Uh, but you know Hollington are miles better than most of the sides in this league. So any any thoughts on the Hollington game, Leon? No, mate. You, you well even for the, for the second half, you was there. So I'll take you take your um take your assessment there. Did you help yourself to the food that was going after the game? Apparently, I hear there was a bit of yeah spare <laughs> food going. Thought you might have got in there. Got got yourself a sausage and. Well, yes, I am a little piggy, but I was at work, so I could only nip down uh, for my break. So if I'd have known they'd left all the food, I would have uh, probably <laughs> took some with me. The human hoover. Yeah, exactly. No. Um, right then, so moving on. Um, unfortunately, Linfield 3, Battletown 1. Uh, Rory Farrell, Josh Meza and Lewis Popple getting the goals for Linfield. Unfortunately, battles succumbed to Mighty Linfield. They had it at 2-1 for a while. But Lewis uh, Popple finished them off. Yeah, real shame there, Leon. Uh, yeah, battle of uh, kind of floundering now, which is a shame. Um, they seem to be out of that race, and Linfield looks strong for that second spot, don't they? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I um, can't really add much more to that. But it's still been a, a cracking effort from from Battle really to to come into this league. You know, it's a very strong league, and to, you know, to go on that run of form they did was still an amazing few games they had. So. Um, but you know, season's not over yet. It's still, you know, still got a few games left. So hopefully, they can turn it around towards the end of the season and end on a end on a high. Well, I certainly hope so, Leon. Okay, uh, Ringma free, uh, Silverstone Rangers free. Uh, Hat trick uh, for Ringma's Adam Burton with a red card for Ellis Webster and for Silverstone Aidan Aspinall getting a hat trick. Uh, good, good there from uh, Silverstone. I mean, to be to be honest, we sort of expected a. We expected the draw, uh, and uh, we got that, didn't we, Leo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't really add much more to that. Okay, so we move on to fixtures. Uh, Rygate versus Hollington. Uh, mid-table Rygate still haven't faced uh, Hollington this year. Uh, bad weather put pay to that. I mean, I don't think they're going to enjoy uh, meeting Hollington. What do you think, Leon? No, I agree. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, and then and, and, and a nice little local if. Local fixture here, Settlescombe Rangers versus Westfield, again on Saturday, this Saturday coming. Um, you know, uh, that fight for second spot looks beyond Westfield now in this local action. I reckon that this is a draw, as Westfield don't tend to travel well. I don't know if that's a controversial take or not, but what do you think, Leon? Oh, I think that's not a bad shout at local, local derby. All the players are going to know each other, going to play for pride a bit more, and there's going to be a bit more, possibly a bit more needle to the game. So, um yeah, I could see a draw. 
And uh, again, on oh, Saturday, yeah. what, 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 what I should add is um, I was out on on Saturday after watching my art house film. I was sat in the in the anchor, you know, and you people are obviously talking about you. Mm. It's not discreet. And um, look over at the table, and you have got Mark Stapley, a couple of other Westfield lads, and um, one of them was well, I, I, Warren Pefig, mm. and, he, and he, he, he he's not happy with you, mate. He might not be happy with me now the way I pronounce his name, but he's saying the way you pronounce his surname, he didn't seem too happy. I don't know if he had a few beers in or whatever, but he wasn't happy. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Warren, tell us how exactly. you pronounce your name, exactly. mate. Exactly. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's not on Been purpose. Westfield lads, listen then. Yeah. Let oh us know. I probably slaughtered his name just then. But... Okay. Um, <laughs> Warren, don't kill us. Uh, it's was, not intentional. Just um, trying to enjoy a nice drink with the missus in the pub. And yeah. No. It's these Westfield people, aren't they? They're just yeah, uh, they're aggressive, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Right then. So, uh, moving on. Battletown versus Rubberfield. Uh, hopefully, Battletown can return to form against second off uh, bottom uh, Rubberfield. You'd hope so, wouldn't you, Leon? Yeah, yeah, it's a good chance for them to turn around that little, that little rut they're in. So I can, I can see them picking up three points for this one. Right, and so we move on to ESFL Prem. Uh, Crowhurst five, Rockinor one. Uh, Crowhurst goals from Reese Johnson, Sean Leonard, Carl Tomlin, Jermaine Tate, and Sean Baldwin. Uh, Rockinor uh, put to the sword by a vibrant Crows who are putting serious pressure on Punnett's Town for that second spot. Uh, Punnett's down four, St. Leonard's social two. Uh, Mark Phillips with a man of the match and a goal. Uh, Casey Ham, Reese Davies and Simon Betteridge for the Punnett's town. Uh, that's now seven on the bounce for Punnett's who maintain second spot. And they needed to with Crowhurst winning so well. Westfield reserves four, Sidley United one. Unfortunately, the goals aren't up on the uh, FA system yet, so... Sorry, I can't give you the goal scorers. My apologies. In the mid, uh, this mid-table battle, Westfield won it in the first half by being 3-0 up within half an hour. So, well done, Westfield. Uh, then we move on to the Macron Store Hastings Cup uh, for sides in the ESFL Prem. And that's uh, Bexhill AAC nil, Bexhill Town 2. Uh, goal scorers Jack Cooper and Harry Saville. Again, still in the Macron Cup. Rytown 3, Robertsbridge United 0, Anthony Hughes, Milton, Miltadu and Charlie Stevens. Uh, sorry, Milton, if I've just brutalised your name. Right. Moving on to ESFL Division 1. Battletown Reserves 1, Little Common Reserves 9. <clears throat> that man, Attilio, didn't get 1, didn't get 2. He got 4. Uh, Nicholas Kavanagh got a hat-trick and 2 from Andrew McTeer making it nine for Little Common. Uh, winless battle were really put to the sword there. Uh, Wadhurst won, Sandhurst four. Um, James found the net not once, twice, but three times. And Harry Dance made it four for Sandhurst. Sanders keep up the pressure on Tackaway for that top spot. In the uh, ESFL Challenge Cup for Division One two sides, uh, Junior Club Tackaway, that was a home win as uh, passer move firsts. Couldn't field a side. Earsfield Division 2, uh, Bexhill Rovers 2, Hollington Reserves 3, Bradley Najaya, Jordan Ray and Daniel Woodley getting the goals for Hollington. Bottom club Bexhill put up a real fight against Hollington, but that extra bit of quality sealed it. And it just so happens Colin Davey, uh, big time uh, 
Bexhill fan Colin Davy sent us a little review in. I'm just going to get that. Colin Davy, who's the darkness on the Edgerton uh, on Twitter, or Colin underscore Davy, uh, just said, you know, I left I left before the end because I was cold and wet. I think it finished 2-3 to the Honington. Uh, the visitors were bigger and much fatter. <laughs> uh, missed the pen for about 10 yards and shaded it. Obviously, Hollington are... We're very used to their post-game grub. Well, eating it on their own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're yeah. obviously upsetting all the away teams. Yeah. So yeah, double he- double servings. <clears throat> right then. Okay. Right. So uh, who two Ninfield two big local derby as it was termed the old farm derby, which I thought was quite funny for who uh, Connor Loke and Jake Penn getting the goals and Jason Taylor and Danny Austin getting the goals for Ninfield. I have, uh, Matt the ref was uh, ref in that game. He did say that uh, a certain Chris Agata was giving it a bit of mouth and he had to have a few words with him. About, you know, what can you say? Uh, to be fair, you know, who took a surprising 2-0 lead? Great fight back from uh, Linfield to make it 2-2. Uh, pass and move, seconds five. Uh, Nordium, 75-3. Uh, the goals for pass and move from a hat-trick from Fraser Descali and Harry Spice got a couple. Uh, Anthony Clemens with two and John James with the other goal for Nordium. Uh, There's goals galore in this mid-table battle. Uh, pass the move coming out of the top. Uh, Victoria Baptist three, Icklesham Casuals one. Uh, the goals for uh, Victoria Baptists, uh, Joe Pratt, Felix Smith, and I'm presuming an own goal because there's nothing up there. Um, Phil Badrock getting the goal for Icklesham. Uh, obviously, you at the game, Leon, because you played. Uh, who got that third goal for Victoria? And what, if, as in, was it an OG? Uh, and what's your thoughts on the game? I actually don't remember. Don't remember it being an own goal. I don't remember the first goal, to be fair. Um, but yeah, oh, I don't, don't know what's going on there. But um, yeah, we um, started with our get, get the violins out again. We started with our 62 year old manager. Started him up front and um, he ended up dropping in, into midfield and he did all right, actually, to be fair to him. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think fitness coming to play a bit at Victoria. You can see, you look at um, the web the web page, you can see they rotated a few of their subs about. Um, if, I mean, I know refs have a have a difficult job, but I think we got um, harshly done over by a few decisions and I got sin binned for my... You getting sin binned. Uh, How yeah, could that happen, my, Leon? My God, You're because... So well, I... T- I you know, people don't like be, being told the truth, do they? No, what? No, actually, I, I just asked him how much he's getting paid for this. So I think it's a valid, it's a valid question. But no, I was just a bit, I was a bit, just a bit. You gave um, a little bit of trap, a, yeah. a bit stroppy because he didn't give a foul against me. And in that ten minutes up until giving the um, awarding the penalty, it was all a bit, a bit stroppy, and I took it too far. So yeah, but I did, I did shake his hand after the game, and you know, told him to keep it up because I'm aware that we're. Short on refs, so you know you can't help it sometimes, can you? Well, funnily enough, I'm interviewing the uh, Mid Sussex um, football. Uh, I think it's the chairman um, about that very question Leon, this week. So, mm. Mm. so I will be bringing your name up, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and let's find uh, out how yeah. much you've been fined up to now. No, I don't think uh, you get fined for Simbins, thankfully. So, well, at least mm. not yet. Yeah, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so uh, again, just uh, like dust yourself down and move on. Is it that sort yeah, of thing? Yeah, pretty much. You know, I, I second half we, we played a lot better. To be fair, 
um, when we got the ball down, played little nice little triangles, and Phil scored a really good goal. I um, ended up moving in centre midfield and really enjoyed it because that's my favourite position. Made a few, few. It is, isn't it? It is. Movements. You made yeah. the SFL team of the week in that. Played, played, yeah, <laughs> played a part in the goal. Like me, me, Phil, and old Dave Pewey. Thought we played well, so I hope, hopefully, hopefully the management have taken note of that, and I can, yeah, get, get a nice little run in. I'd feel my hamstring held out as well, so you know, I just, you know, because you know, I didn't have to actually sprint after some twenty-year-old galloping down the <laughs> down the wing. So no, yeah, no, despite despite the result, I ended up enjoying it just because I was in a, getting involved and yeah, actually yeah. played okay. So yeah, but you know, like I say, this season's a bit of a write-off, so I just try and enjoy the rest of it. That's so good too. You do it for love. You do it for love, Liam. Yeah, it might not look like it, <laughs> especially <laughs> when you're having a strop at the ref. But... <laughs> Well, the last result, Sutherland Rangers reserve two, uh, Pesh Hill two. Uh, good draw for Pesh, considering their injury situation against a very good Sutherland Rangers outfit. Yeah, I was going to say that those res- those more of those results just show that how competitive Div Two is. Obviously, we um, mm. managed to get our draw against Sutherland last week with a with our squad. But um, yeah, the fact that Bexhill made Hollington fight for their win, who you know managed to get a point from. Ninfo, these are teams that have been, you know, struggling mm. most of the season, going to, you know, teams like Ninfield and Hollington who have been really good as of late and they look like a really good game. So, yeah, it's, it's like I'm sure I said before, it's, it's, it's good to see how competitive this division is in particular, excluding us, obviously. Moving on. ESFL <laughs> Division 3, uh, Catsville 2, Mountfield United 0. Unfortunately, goals aren't up on the FA site. Uh, routine will win for Catsfield, let's be fair. Uh Hastings Comets 1, Sovereign Saints Reserves 3. Uh, the goals for Sovereign Saints, Bobby Allen, Max Butcher and Luke Maglonon uh, with uh, the Comets goal scorer Jordan Wakeling. Uh, Orrington 1, Crowhurst Reserves 0. Uh, Scott Higgs scoring the only goal and putting Orrington right in that promotion mix. Parkfield three, uh, Bexhill double AC reserves two. Parkford made hard work of uh, a lowly Bexhill, and uh, well, they're still in that chasing pack. Uh, they haven't put their goals up on the system, uh, but Bexhill's goal scorers was uh, Charlie Morgan with a couple. Uh, Westfield thirds two, Wrightown reserves four. Uh, George Pegman with two, Liam Sawyer and Rob Levitt with Westfield's goal scorers Aleg Alegi. Torre and Sam Way. Uh, third place, Rye, right in the mix with this win. Three games in hand on second place and only two points behind. ESFL Challenge Cup for Division 3, four sides. Hurstman Zoo, three. Tice Hurst, one. Uh, goal scorers, Jake, Jack Brown, Rory Collins and Mark Stilwell. Uh, Tice Hurst's goal scorer was Darren Nicholl. Isfield Division 4, Burwash nil. Tackaway, five. Uh, Tackaway's goal scorers, Kale Hakos. Toby Payne with a couple, Sean Fuller and Jamie Pelling. Hawkers United Reserves, nil. Battletown, thirds, three. And unfortunately, they don't have their goals up at time of recording. But that win moves Battle to fourth place. Right. Uh, Robertsbridge United, four. Hastings Athletic, one. Uh, comfortable win here for Robertsbridge versus bottom club Athletic. Their goal scorers, uh, Robertsbridges, were Callum Baton. Uh, two for Sebastian Collingwood and one for James Hopkinson and uh, Joshua Goodsell saw red for Robertsbridge. Pass a move, thirds nil. Westfield fourths uh, three. 
uh, Ashley Jamieson get bagging a hat trick. And the last result uh, in Div 4, Settlescombe Rangers 3, Wellcroft Park Rangers reserves nil. Um, big win there for second place Settlescombe, inflicting Wellcroft's first defeat of the season. Settlescombe's goal scorers were uh, Tom Ackerley and a couple for Jake Warner. So, yeah, yeah, Eastfield team of the week. We've got Orrington's goalie, uh, Brandon Easley, in there with uh, the left-back, Jacob Waller of Battletown, Harry Spice and Andy McTair of uh, Parson Move and Little Common as centre-halves, with Adam Smith on the right uh, from Parkfield, Bavon Albala from Westfield on the right midfield with uh, central midfield pair of Sammy Falks and Connor Middleton of Rytown and Punnettstown. Uh, on the left midfield, Little Commons, Leo Field. Uh, up front, uh, Nordium 75's Anthony Clemens and Josh Naylor of Battletown. Um, and that is your ESFL team of the week. Uh, Leon, that was the week that was. And um, I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week, mate.
over to Tim's takes. Not the best of weekends for Hastings United, men's and women's team. The ladies played away at Bromley and they drew two all, dropping two points against a team they beat reasonably easily at home. So it was a disappointing result for them. They had the young Asher Moody in goal and they had Jess Bellahue, Beth Crease, Vix Phillips and Millie May in defence. Their midfielder Ella Roper, Ruby Harris, Charlotte Gurr and Jade Davenport and Sean Heather and Nicole Bate up up front. Yeah, it's a sort of scrappy game. We never really got control of it with Claire Johnson equalising in the second half when she came on as substitute and Jay Davenport, I think, scored her first goal for Hastings United ladies. Unfortunately, Ashford won 1-0 at Newhaven, a close game, obviously close result. So it means now that um, Ashford are just two points behind us with a game in hand. So with the results getting a bit tighter now, um, it's likely that sides will drop a few points. Hopefully Ashford will drop a few on the way. And Hastings, you know, just got got some tricky matches coming up on our way to Welling and Ashford. So we've got to try and maintain some good results over the second part of the season. So a, a, a disappointing draw for the ladies. Um, the, the men struggle a bit at Carl Shulton. We don't seem to like playing on the 3D, 3G pitches. Oh, it's a very cold um, afternoon there, and, and it was a cold afternoon for our supporters, really. Um, we didn't really get into the game. We never really threatened Carl Shulton to any great extent, even though we played a very attacking formation, you know, with Norrie playing wide on the left and Freddie wide on the right with two forwards right up. But um, to be fair, Ben Pope and Dave Smith never really got much possession in the opposition half and we didn't threaten from long throws or corners, whereas you know, they did look quite threatening. So in a tight game, two good sides. Carl Shorten just had the edge and we got a last-minute penalty. But you know, let, let's look forward to next week and hopefully men's and ladies' teams can get back to winning ways.
And now we're joined by Duncan Brooker, Mid-Sussex Football League Chairman. It gives me great pleasure to have Duncan Brooker on. Uh, he's the Chairman of the Mid-Sussex Football League. Just a quick thing, the Mid-Sussex Football League's been going since the 1900s, affiliated to the Sussex FA, 13 divisions, 13 different cup competitions covering both East and West Sussex. Duncan, thank you very much for your time and good morning. Good morning, Chris. Very nice to talk to you. Thank you, sir. So, we, 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 uh, we talked now, as it was highlighted, I think, in a post on Facebook you were, that you put up. Uh, the amount of misconduct reports has gone up uh, exponentially. And, uh, you know, this is called a LinkedIn with the Enough is Enough campaign, which is trying to, well, get people to respect referees a little bit more. These reports that are going in, uh, Duncan, I mean, what are you finding is the most common complaint in these reports? What we're finding is that we are uh, getting a number of referees that are writing uh, and reporting misconducts against clubs because they are feeling threatened, they're not feeling safe at games, they are getting an undue amount of grief and hassle from players, uh, usually one or two individuals in a game, but that's enough to spoil it for a referee. And it's enough for them to say, look, that's it, I'm not doing this again. And we, we've had a, a few referees over the last two years, really, have done one game in adult football and said, no, I don't want that, I can do without this. And they're not coming back to do a second game. And all the clubs, I'm sure, throughout Sussex are aware of the extreme shortage of referees we've got. We have probably 10 games every week which are refereed by non-qualified officials from within clubs or people that they've roped in to, to referee a game. And that's not a situation that, that we want to want to carry on. And but the way we're going, it's going to get worse. And next year, next year, it'll be 20 referees that we're, we're short every week. And clubs are providing more and more refs. Um, it's down to the club to look after these people. And that's the bottom line. Is That's the message we want to get out, is that if the clubs and the players don't look after the referees and treat them with respect, then they're going to walk away from the game. And with the current trend, my prediction is in 10 years' time, we won't have any refs at grassroots level because, I mean, if you look at the age, you mentioned Barry Myers, you know, you look at the age of the referees we've got, I'm 63 and I'm still refereeing at a senior level. They're not going to be around in 10 years, all these people. We're going to be relying on the youngsters and the new referees that we're recruiting now to do these games in, in the future. And if they're not there... We've got it's the biggest problem I think facing grassroots football is the shortage, the future shortage of referees we're going to get. And the only way to fix it is for the clubs to look after the referees we've got at the moment, make them at home, make them welcome at games. We all make mistakes. Players probably make more mistakes than the referees in the game, but they don't get any group for it. It's all, all centred on the referee. And it needs to stop. And as you say, enough is enough. Yeah. I've... What we do know... What we do know from the County FA is that there's no shortage of people out there that want to rep become football referees. Their courses are full up. If you try and get on a referee course with the Sussex County FA now, there'll be a waiting list to get on. The problem is not attracting new people to referee. It's retaining the ones we've got once they've qualified. That's where the problem is. And the only people who can sort that are the clubs and the players. Completely with you on that. Uh, as a fan, I've I've heard it from the sidelines, and 
you know, I mean, there's, there's, I, I suppose there's levels. There's, there's your banter with your, 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 your match officials, and then there's going across the line, and every adult knows what going across the line is. I don't need to reiterate it on here. These people, if you don't have a ref, you don't have a game. I think that a lot of people need to remember. Don't no one wants to go down the route of clubs officiating their own games. Needs to be uh, unbiased uh, people involved with making a game happen. You were t- touching on the enough is enough there, Duncan. Um, in terms of, I know you're saying that there's waiting lists for refs. I mean, how long are these courses? If they're not retaining people, is there anything that they're trying to do, the, the FA, in terms of getting these people back? Or try what, what, what's what's occurring there? Well, I, I do know. We had a, I was at a meeting with um, the county FA and all the leagues uh, just before Christmas. And one of the, the main reasons that referees don't stay in the game that was quoted, and it's feedback, the county FA, they contact referees. When they don't register for a new season, they contact them, find out why. And the underlying reason is the amount of abuse and, and grief they get during the game. That is the underlying reason why referees aren't re-registering for the next season. You know, they, they've had enough yeah. and they just don't want it. The vast, the majority of referees that I, from what I see that are getting straight are sort of dad, parents of kids that are playing football and their kids need a referee, so they go on a course, they get trained up and they start doing junior for kids or you know, youth football. And what we want to do is migrate those referees from youth football into adult football. And we've, I mean, you, there's emails that go out every Thursday saying such and such a league is short of referees this week if you can help. Now, every qualified referee gets that e- all those emails. And there's one for every single league in Sussex. Mm. They're all short. They're all short. We've had referees from Mid-Sussex that have replied to that and said, Look, I've only done youth football. I'm happy to come along and help. On a Saturday, I'll do a game for it. They do a game. They send an email to our referee secretary after the game saying, I'm not having any more of that. That's just not worth it. And the amount of grief was unbelievable. And they don't come back. And those, So that's one game. And the impression of adult football is that it's something they don't want to do. And they don't come back. So that referee is now lost to adult football. And that that's the sort of situation we've got to try and get around. Yeah. And... Um, you know, and, and get these referees, make an enjoyable experience for them, so that they want to come back the following week. In terms of getting the clubs together and banging their heads together about it, I mean, I'm sure on an individual level attempts have been made. I mean, uh, is there anything in the future coming up that the to get people together to? Because as you say, <laughs> they, they, if they're not staying, something has to change because uh, we we want refs for games. We had a, we came to head in our cup finals. You mentioned we have about thirteen cup finals, and up a couple of those cup finals last season, we had problems with ref with players abusing and even assaulting referees in games. And even myself was assault wasn't assaulted, but I was um, you know someone took an aggressive attitude towards me during a game. And those are players that we want to get. Now at the AGM before the start of the season. I made a big talk about referee abuse and how to look after them. And we said that as a league, we're not going to tolerate this mm. and we are going to remove registrations from players that are known offenders and get a proven misconduct against them for a referee, uh, you know, sort of whatever. Anything over 100 days 
If you get a 100-day suspension and you're playing in the Mid-Sussex League, you can expect the Mid-Sussex League to terminate your registration with that league, so you won't be playing anymore. And that's what we're going to try and do for going forward, try and get these people, because these individuals are not tends not to be clubs, we're going to get them out of our game, and so at least they won't be playing in the Mid-Sussex. Yeah. And, you know, it's something we're going to do. We've told the clubs this, and we've started to do it this season. And next season, if those players want to register... Before we accept their registration, we're going to have them in for an interview and ask them how they're going to clean up their game before we accept and let them play in our league. So we're, we're trying to do as much as we can as a league by informing the clubs and giving them as much information about we can about what we're going to do to remove these offending people from the game. Well, fair enough. Uh, yeah, obviously necessary steps. Um... Yeah, necessary, I think, because... Because uh, we don't want these people in the game. If they can't clean their act up, we don't want them in the game. I suppose what, well, one of the things I m- might say is, from looking from a player's point of view, maybe we're looking at all, all refs make errors. They're human beings. Uh, that's that's a given. Yeah, everyone. No one is perfect. Uh, no player is perfect. Would, would you say that? Could it be sometimes? Could it be that the ref needs to uh, maybe take more control of a game? You know, either it's using the cards or whatever. But like, actually, you know, there's no is there. There's not a problem with a bit of chat as long as it's respectful. There are ways in which um, referees can make the situation easier for themselves. But let's not lose the sight of the fact that we are playing at grassroots level at the at the you know probably the lowest end of adult football a lot of the time. And some of the players, they're playing at that level because of that's the level they're at. Yeah. And let's, let's just accept that the refereeing is the same. Referee, there's all levels, you know, there's good, really excellent referees, there's good referees, and there's some that are very enthusiastic and want to do it, but aren't perhaps quite as good. Mm. And unfortunately, at the lower levels of the league, at grassroots football, we are going to get referees that, you know, they want to do it and they're enthusiastic in the team, but perhaps, you know, they just haven't got the capability of some of the better referees. Unfortunately, all the players expect a top class referee every game. Yeah. Whether they're, you know, if they're playing in Division 6 of the Mid Sussex League, they expect a referee that's going to be on top of it, going to manage that game like they see on the Premier League. And I'm afraid it's just, it's not there. Yeah, it's not realistic. And you mentioned mistakes. All referees make mistakes. I'm sure every referee, including myself, makes mistakes in every single game they referee. But as a as a player, you've got to accept it and get on with it and just hope that by encouraging them and being actually gentlemanly to them and being polite, they might improve. And because another thing, you know, I know from refereeing, if you've got four players rabbiting your ear all through the game, you're not concentrating yeah. on making decisions. You're mm. concentrating on getting rid of them and shutting them up. So the less grief you get a referee, the more they'll be able to concentrate on the game and get the decisions right and hopefully make less mistakes. Is there anything that maybe the Mid-Sussex would look at in terms of promoting positive behaviour from players, be it uh, uh, rewarding clubs that are very well disciplined and respectful? I, I don't know how you would do that. Um, in well, t- we... Well, I can tell you now, we have a respect league in our league. In, our, in the Mid-Sussex League, we have a respect league. And every division throughout the Mid-Sussex League, we, we mark clubs on their conduct. And you lose points for things like red, yellow cards, red cards will lose you points. We have a respect table. That's published every month in our management meeting minutes. 
And at the end of the season, we use our sponsorship money we get from Grey Hooper Holt solicitors. Respect leagues for every division, we have a respect table as well as the actual points league table. The, the top clubs in each division, and there's about 13 altogether, the top clubs get a monetary reward at the end of the season for good behaviour. So there, and we're talking hundreds of pounds. There's, so there's a financial incentive here mm. for clubs for actually to behave and treat the referee. And those, those marks come from club marks from the referee. You know, every, every single match a referee referees, he gives respect marks to those clubs, both home and away. And those are the marks that we, we use those marks along with yellow, you know, number of yellow cards. You lose points for yellow and red cards or misconducts. And they all go towards this to build this respect table. Anything that's going to give uh, referees a bit a bit more respect, then it's something to, to, to encourage. Uh, again, I'd mm. say I'd say a hundred times, you haven't got a game if you haven't got a ref. You know. Well, I mean, the game the games. Are, I think everyone would agree the game is a lot better off with a neutral referee rather than one of the team's managers refereeing it from the centre circle. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. If I was to summarise, I would I would say that. You know, we, I've been chairman of this league for about five years now. So I, we went all through the COVID. We had to make some very difficult decisions through COVID. Everybody missed their football. It's one of the main things. When we came out of COVID, we as a league decided straight away we're going to get football going. People need it and they want to play football. But unfortunately, since we've come out of COVID, we, we and I think most all the referees and the league will say this, we've seen a marked increase in the amount of disrespect towards referees since we've come out of COVID. I don't know why that is, but it, it, it's seen. And we've got to stop it. We've got to put a stop on this now before it gets a lot worse and we lose even more referees to the game. And then you're sitting there, as I say, within 10 years' time, even at the combination of the global and senior football, they, they're, they're lucky to have three officials for their Premier and Div 1 games at the moment every week. I can't see that that would survive having no, that level of officials if they don't start looking after him at the lower level of football. Thank you, uh, Duncan Brooker, uh, Mid-Sussex Football League chairman. Uh, f- thanks for your time and thanks for that. And hopefully people will start listening and we need to respect our refs. Let's hope so. And you know, hopefully a lot of people will hear this um, podcast and think, and will start thinking differently about how they treat referees.
And now we go over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Many thanks to Windy John and Super Malk for making it happen. What's that? Is that, is that beer? It's Binto, that is. Binto. <laughs> Were you a child? <laughs> and it's not the fizzy stuff. It's <laughs> Binto. Right, John, we can moot you, you know. Liquid Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> right then. It gives me great pleasure to introduce episode 96 of the Fan Roundtable of the Old Sausage by the Sea podcast. We have the wonderful, lovely, uh, windy John Gale here and um, agent Super Malk, uh, who's just hot off um, signing Joe Gabodi's uh, prof- first professional contract for Gillingham. So uh, you're a very happy man, aren't you, Malcolm? Oh, I am, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it was good to get that deal, deal done, really. Yeah. Uh, it's been yeah. a long time coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, and 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 your fee? I, I can't divulge. Oh, I can't divulge. Right? I can. No, now no, a good agent and never divulge his fee. Yeah. yeah. Well, we thought. Uh, unfortunately, uh, the Hastings boys lost uh, on uh, Saturday uh, and and lost uh, fairly easily. I, I, I hear uh, to Carl Short, and it was a bit of an uh, average game for us. And uh, that's going to happen from time to time. Myself and Windy weren't there. I've heard from. A number of people how the game went uh, that we it weren't that they were very great it was we were a little, we were quite average but uh the malcolm was there give us your verdict mate um we were worse than average mate we were okay we fair were enough poor. we we were but it's probably the worst um game i've seen us play they weren't great mm. um but they just got at us and and yeah we weren't we just didn't seem to turn up so um you know, yeah, it was it was a really poor game. So, was, uh, was that just from whistle to whistle, or was there any point where we perked up a bit, or was it just a flat flat Saturday? It was a flat Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we just uh, I think we deceived a little bit in the the last few weeks. We've been getting results, and I think we've actually thought we've been doing uh, we've been doing quite well, and um, we played against some poor sides and and got results. To be fair, yeah, um, and I think. I think Saturday we just come up against a team that weren't poor, but they weren't great either. But they were better than what we had been playing, and you know we we didn't turn up again. Yeah, I think I sort of touched on it a little bit last week by saying we're grinding out three points without playing that brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And now it's just sort of come and bit us. So it doesn't mean we ain't going to do well again. But no, I thought the cry game. You know, we did we did okay against a good side. Um, but again, you know, it was it was one nil and without. Sort of playing that great. Um, the other teams were were poor. I think you know Corinthian Casuals and them type of teams. You know they they were poor and and we should be beating them comfortably. Um, yeah, and we come up against a team that were wanted to win it more than us, and we just didn't turn up again. <clears throat> and again, like obviously Gary likes to use that bench early. Just nothing came from the bench. It... To be fair, Chris, you know, like um, when you look at our bench, we we've not. We've not got game changers on there, you know. We got mm. we got youngsters on there, you know, and I'm I'm not on here to run youngsters down, and I'll, I won't do that. But um, well, no, you get arrested, mate. Yeah, the they're not... run up youngsters down, mate. <laughs> yeah, I get on a register or something. But um... <laughs> hang on, M- mentions of the register two weeks in a row here. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get off it. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's you not game changers, are they? You know, and they, you know, put. Place like Carl Shorten must be thinking, you know, when they look at our bench, uh, it's not, um, it's not anything to fear, really. Mm. Um, but it is what it is. 
know. So you've buried the team. Uh... <laughs> yeah, the subs. John, move on to the management. Yeah. Does Gary have to go as well now? Is that it? No, not yet. I'll no, give him yet. a. I'll give him another week to make up for it. <laughs> I told Mino when I left. Yeah. So you're right on the knife edge now. <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a happy experience, is what you're saying here, uh, Malcolm. No, and it's just disappointing, you know, when you have a long journey, you know, which even for me, you're non sort of three quarters of the way there compared to a lot of the A-Stevens fans that travel up on the coach. Um, it's disappointing when you go and, and watch that, you know. We were 2 0 down, I don't think we kicked a ball. So we st- certainly couldn't string more than two passes together. You know, oh. it's, that's unusual for us. Even at the back, you know, we just couldn't I'm, string him around. I'm almost in tears here. This is a tearjerker, Malcolm. <laughs> the only reason I wanted to come on tonight to really <laughs> slate him. <laughs> well, I, well, from what I've heard, uh, obviously it was a 3G pitch. It wasn't a great 3G pitch. And no. the, uh, I, I, yeah, uh, maybe it's just me and that I'm superstitious, but I just don't think we ever play well on them. And that that might be just in my head, but whenever I hear we're playing on a three G pitch, I always think, oh fucking hell, it's going to be. I don't know, I can. Yeah, just and um, that hoodoo seems to continue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it almost feels a bit sort of almost unfair that you got one one moment, guys. I'll, I'll be back with you. Oh, is that Joe? There we go. He's not happy. He's no. not happy. He's got three year deal. He wanted a three year deal. Malx has only got him a one year deal. Oh, I see. That's the problem. Uh, he's back right? with us when classes go back on. <laughs> he's back with us. Hello, guys. Oh, I'm listening. <laughs> I only mooted myself. Any more about Carl Shorten? No, no. We best get off that. But how many roughly do you reckon we took up for that? Then how many fans roughly? Um, how many did they, they say there was there? Four hundred. I reckon yeah, we about, took. Yeah, I reckon we took about hundred of them. Yeah. At, at least, yeah. I mean, it's. Um, yeah, it was quite a few of us. I looked around and, you know, like at the end when the, the players come up and clap and that, you know, there was a lot of fans of ours left. And I sort of looked around. I thought, oh, I didn't realise you were over there and you were over there. You know, the usual crowd, Gary and his lot and Gina and that were there behind the goal. But there was a lot on the side stands as well. Mm. Uh, well, well, you're in the corporate boxes these days, isn't you, Mel? Yeah, well, no, I wasn't this time. Uh, no prawn sandwiches. Eh? <laughs> no. Right, moving on. Okay, moving on. Uh, just quickly to fill you all in. Uh, when I was uh, advertising this this week's uh, podcast, uh, we wanted to talk about the club statement. The club statement that Hastings are staying in Hastings, uh, which uh, as a statement I like. Uh, the statement itself didn't make much sense, but it's good to see Hastings staying in Hastings. I did ask uh, any any member of the club if they could come on and talk about it and uh funnily enough all of them were busy uh they could all be busy i don't know uh but also a lot of the fans uh i'm very surprised aren't here uh just uh, a lot of trapping's been going on a lot of uh whatsapping and things on facebook and chat well you know this was the opportunity um and you're not here so uh what can we say to that i haven't read some of it on facebook about five minutes before i came on air I'm probably more confused now than I was before, so there's not a lot I can say about it either. Oh, yeah. well, is it just going? To... Gone. Yeah, Chris. yeah. So, for, well, we, 
anyone who's Aston's fans listening to this has seen the statement. I haven't got it in front of me. I can get. I can get actually. I can get it in front of me so I can read it. Yeah, it's worth reading. I'll see the original statement. I think it was on the website. But okay. Is there is there another one? Is there oh. another one? No, that's the one. That's, oh, okay. that's the one Mel was talking oh, about. I was, about. I was about to say, bloody hell, not another one. But some oh, of the okay. comments have been put on since are like statements, but they're the sort of people you should be getting. Hopefully, would have turned up tonight to say what they want to say. Yeah, well. It on paper, you know, and writing on social media, there's a chance to say yeah. it for real, isn't it? I expected George to come on, I must admit. You know, he's been very vocal about this sort of thing, but... Well, there's a lot of them that have been vocal, um, Malk. Yeah, yeah. I don't right. What the bit I don't understand, okay, in the report, which is that they're saying that there there's there was going to be a draft report from their previous meeting that they had. When was it? Two, three, four months ago now. Uh, at December, wasn't it? I think. Yeah. So the because that draft, they know that draft report's coming out. That they're no longer moving to Eastbourne, right? That makes no sense because they made the comments uh, in that that I don't really want to think about it. But that supporters club meeting where they said that they've agreed six months ago that they're moving to Eastbourne. Yeah? You were there, John, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they said that, yeah? Yeah. They, they, they'd agreed this already. They didn't say they was definitely moving, though, did they? They'd agreed it that they could do if the... Um, uh, yeah, they said the, they ground, get... the ground didn't pass the safety thing. Basically, they said that they made an agreement with Eastbourne Borough. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They, they made an agreement with Eastbourne Borough. Just in case. Well, no, they were saying they were going to Eastbourne Borough, as you remember. They said that... No, we they, going... no, they said they had to do it early, just in case it failed its safety. Yeah. You should... Really? Yeah, I think that's how I understood it at first, but it seems to have got clouded over a bit since then. This I is, thought... This is why we need somebody else on it, isn't it? Well, I thought... Well, as, as I was at the meeting and the chair, I thought that what was being said was... Uh, we are moving to Eastbourne Borough because we are not paying the, 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 this ground. Um, we are not. We, we don't want to anymore. <clears throat> you know, you, the, the, we want the time kiln to come back on in in uh, as a as uh, an option, option yeah. that you've taken away. And so, if you're not giving us that option, <laughs> we're we're going to relocate and to Eastbourne Borough. We're going to take the club out of the out of their area. That's what I thought it, it was from. So, I mean, maybe look. I, I'm. I, it's just that's just my take. There was from so it. much. There was so much going on that night. It was quite hard to. I said at the time, it was quite hard to follow what was going on in that. Because what's changed? <laughs> um, well, to be honest, all right. If, if it's that case, if it's right, well, uh, you know, they still have to pay that money that they don't want to pay, which is the uh, ground maintenance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's changed? Why? Why is it now that they do want to pay it? Mm. Like, like, is it? They're saying they're gonna. It's gonna affect budgets and that. As I say, the report itself, they already knew this report was coming out because it was agreed anyway that there would be a report made, okay? And it was going to come out at a certain point in time. To me, this is them getting out of this because they've made a right pig's ear of it because it's like no one wants to go to Eastbourne, no fans are going to go there, and they've found yeah. a way to kind of get out of it. It almost sounded like, right, we, we're listening to, to the fans. You don't want to go to Eastbourne, so we're after, we'll stay at Pilot Field, but... Somehow we've got to find the money. So what we're going to do about it? So that's that's how I read it anyway. And it's like the ma the money for maintenance, you know. Because you remember they said, oh, that they won't. There's not going to be any kids um, academies because we're going to go Eastbourne. Yeah. I mean, you remember when he was uh, Mark? Yeah. I can't remember. I, I'm going to have to re-listen. I don't want to re-listen to it, but maybe I'll have to. I need to re-listen to it and 
if I am saying things that are wrong, it's not intentional and apologies if I am. Um, but this is yeah, but that's, that's why you need somebody else to volunteer to come forward so they can say what's right rather than what are happening now is they're listening to this and then go and... Well, I, I don't care. The, 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 um, the, the most important thing is, is things on paper, yeah? <laughs> not yeah. words, because you could have, for instance, I'm just throwing a name out there. You could have Billy Wood come on and say whatever. It doesn't mean that it's what's on paper, you yeah. know, like in terms of, you know, it would be handy to see, well, what was the agreement? What, you know, what was in place? Did it cost us any money? I'm, you know, Eastbourne Borough ain't going to do this for free, are they? Uh, so the way I understood it was, that it was, um, and as I say, um, that it was done early because somebody said, why has it been four months? This was agreed four months ago and we've not heard about it. Um, and then it was said we, it had to be done because we did it, had to get something in place just in case um, that we failed the safety thing and more money, which we're not. And I, I agree with you, which I actually said we're not willing to keep putting money into it um, for the ground maintenance. Um, and they did quote an amount that it um, needed to be or how much that was each year. And somebody said, well, show me the lot pretty much the receipts and evidence on that. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was done just in case, um, you know, all these sort of things were didn't materialise and, you know, it, it couldn't be done. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, it it does seem strange that, like you say, all of a sudden those things were were set there. I mean, we haven't had the safety thing. We haven't had a lot for next year. Um, the maintenance is still going to be the same. So how come all of a sudden we are going to pay that? You know, and we don't need East Ball now. You know, it's when when a couple of months ago we did need them. Yeah, something doesn't add up. Well, there's there's there'll be two things. Well, it'll be, it'll be that the council have had a whisper with them. I've got something to say about the council after this. The council have had a whisper to them and told them that this is what's in the report. Maybe there's other options available. Just take the Eastbourne thing off the table. Yeah, yeah. could be that. Um, because all yeah, there is something in, written in. There was something there that made me think there's something else going on other than other than Tolkien, even. Well, you might be right, because I had an interview with the council that I had to take down because the club was threatening legal action and is still threatening legal action. I was going to put that interview I up. Thought they, I thought they were going to drop that. Well, the council are not willing to let me put it up because they're worried it might have legal action again. And I, I, I'll be honest, I, I just, I'm like, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say there. Uh, Mark knows about these uh, things you've got to sign. You know, these, uh, what are they called again? Silence orders, whatever they're called. That's the one, yeah. yeah that that type know. of thing, yeah. Yeah, you know, because we're not ones yeah. to gossip. <laughs> anyway, but that's what I'm saying. It would have been really helpful if someone on the club was here. The thing I is, Chris, you have to gossip because at the end of the day, you're not giving the true facts, are you? So, you know, and you just get little snippets here and there and... Everybody adds them up and, you know, two and two and come up with five. Um, and you have to because you're not you're not told the truth. Mm. You know, it's um, they jumped on that meeting, really, I think, to get a bit of the fans up in the air and, and force a council. That backfired a little bit, um, you know, and but did it, you know. And I think they threw in there, um three now about Eastbourne and yeah you know maybe it has a little bit got to the council and I think it it worked to an extent because if you listen to that and like you say you was there um the council ended up arguing with each other saying well I was unaware of that and you know who made this decision on his own and 
you know, so it, it achieved what they set out to, for it to achieve half, you know, if you like. I think they wanted a lot more of the fans jumping jumping up in the air and going on their side against the council. But um, on the other end, I think... Malk, having, having 50 people in a room on your side doesn't mean anything to a... You know, the council is a... I mean, how many people live in Hastings? Yeah, exactly. It's over 100,000, isn't it? Yeah. How many people come to a Hastings game? Exactly. I've always said that. Same it's thing. It's like, you know, in terms of the council, and I, I, I've been pestering the council all the time about facilities and things like that. Me, I, I, I want... I would like answers, but I want to see forward progress. I don't... I'm not interested in party politics and all that that's for that's for idiots because they're all this they're literally all the same all politicians you know we're dealing with politicians here um you know and there is some hope that there will be facilities in the town but again again all chat i've been personally been promised month for month for a couple of months at least now that there will be an announcement about new facilities hasn't happened beginning to think that maybe this is it could be that you know it's you know they're waiting for april i don't know but you know don't don't promise something like like what you say with hearsay and gossip, if you you have to guess, you have yeah. to guess what's going on, and um, and you're never going to yeah. get anything. Have we got local elections coming up in May? May, May yeah. I think we have, haven't we? It'd be interesting to see if anybody comes round houses like they normally do. See what they have to say about it. All usually they don't. They oh, I don't know nothing about that. That happened last year. Oh, by the way, you do realise if you're going to vote, you do have to take I photo ID with you this time. Oh, yeah, I didn't know about that. It's quite quite new. So if you're voting, make sure you get, and you want to vote, make sure you take your ID with you because otherwise your vote won't. They won't even let you give you a card to vote. So, so oh, anyway, well, that's that's aside. But yeah, I was going to draw three cheeks of the same ass on the uh, <laughs> yeah. on the card myself. I but... that. It might turn into the new club logo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of waffling here a bit. The, the, the I think the the point being is I don't again like. The club statement itself, and I'm willing to have conversations with anyone about it on here. You know, just for them if they want to. I don't, you know, I'm I'm not here about burying people here. It yeah, it's just it is confusing. Yeah, the reasons behind it are confusing. The statement that was that come out where you know a lot a lot come out of that supporters club meeting that wasn't good. Yeah, and a lot of um, ill feeling. You know, uh, it you know like even though I'm just talking about me again here, but like I, I resigned because of this lots of you know that, that and that met and it means a lot that personally meant a lot to me Do you know I mean it might not mean anything to anyone else listening but it's like you know when you're trying to get something going and moving and progressing yeah you, yeah, you struggled that night because people weren't listening to what you were saying well it's like anytime but uh, I started with my kids and none of them listen to me either but the um <laughs> the but just that thing of that they've made this statement they've pushed it they've, they've inferred that that, that oh, yeah. we were going they inferred it and like they seem to have jumped on any old, old excuse to get off that. And if they haven't seen the report, mm-hmm. well, though, if they haven't seen the report, which I think they probably have maybe... It's a new sign. <laughs> yeah, he's listening. Yeah. He's all ears. He's all ears. He's all ears. Hello, mate. Yeah. What do you reckon of the... What, what do you reckon about the ground move? What's the name of the dog? Marley. Marley. What do you reckon of the, the, the ground move? Not much? No. Not much. No, I don't want to go? Uh, bloody rubbish. <laughs> he likes his ball better than Hastings. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Marley speaks. But it doesn't solve any of the problems. Yes, we stay in Hastings, but where's this money going to come from? If we're an issuing Prem side, which we definitely will be 
next season at the very least. You never know. Hopefully, we can get a couple of wins and get in the playoffs. But if we don't, we're Ishmael Prem side. There's a certain level of spending we're going to need to have to remain an Ishmael Prem side. Well, what's even worse is if we did get into the playoffs and then won it and then got promoted, what would we do then? I think I think that the ownership might find more money somehow. Well, you'd like to think so, but we'll see, won't we? Let's hope the lads can see, sort it all out and then we know. And, and also, I don't get... think they will. That's that's the thing, and it? It, it, they're just throwing money, and they they, they come here. They're, they're businessmen. They came here to make money, you know, and they they perhaps fallen in love with the club, but they're not going to keep throwing money at it and and not getting anything back at all. No. Um, you know, so they'll withdraw that money if they don't. And then, and in some respect, who would? You know, that's right. You can't just keep throwing money at it when you're not going to make anything back. You know, it's. Uh... But but the, the 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 club like well, all right. Now I'm going to sound really naive here, Malk. Right, we get the the biggest or at least second biggest attendances in the league. Right, that money's going somewhere. Yeah, yeah. is it all going on wages? Is no. It, is it your agent fees? <laughs> Uh, no, it certainly ain't that. No, <laughs> but yeah, but, you know, I'm, so I'm there's money right, coming in. Yeah, but it know, costs yeah. money to run as well. Of course, I can, but I can imagine. I can imagine it's there's loads of hidden costs. I can imagine that. I'm not trying to say that these people are and 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 anyone's you know business person that they 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 shouldn't it shouldn't just be there as an empty checkbook. But equally, if we're successful, like I, I presume there's there's a. Uh, Money for going up and things, isn't there in this league? Um, yeah, I yeah, I don't know how much. I wouldn't have thought there was a, a great deal at this level. But but then you're looking at sponsorship. You're looking at yeah. You'd like to think you'd like to think promotion would gain a bit more attention from local companies who want to get their name down on sponsorship and put even put some money behind a club. Full stop. You know. Uh, but, but a sensible investment. I mean, we're not being mad, are we? I mean, let's be honest. There's loads of clubs above us that have spent a lot more. There's probably a few clubs below us that have spent a lot more. Am I or am I far off there, Mark? Um, no, no, you're not that. You're not far off at all. You know, there, there's big money out there. It's certainly, you know, the horn churches and things like that. You know, when they can pay thirty thousand for a player and that sort of thing, and paying him big wages. Um, you know, it's uh, there's a lot of money out there. But then you got big backers at, at clubs like that, aren't you? The same as we have. You know, we got big backers at the moment, but they they don't keep doing it, do they? And that, that's a problem. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, done it for a couple of seasons and thinking that, yeah, they're going to make money on the ground move, ground moving and that sort of thing and building houses and, you know, it's not materialised. So they're, they're taking their money back. So... Or holding some of it. Yeah, back. I was going to say, because they have, they have, I mean, no, I'll get, I'll get trouble for saying this, but they have put money in. They have. There's no yeah. doubt about that. No. Um, you know, whatever you, anyone thinks of whatever they think of the owners and all that, they have. And yeah, it's. And out of their own pocket, you know, that's the thing. It's not, um, it's not tax evasion or anything like that. It's money out of their own pocket. Um, so, you know, there's got to be a time when you say, I can't, you know, it's not a bottomless pit, is it? You know, so um, ultimately, you know, there's come a time when they say enough's enough. Yeah. Well, times, times haven't got any easier for anyone either. So no, everyone's no. finding a pinch in different ways. And, uh, you know, eventually, I mean, this just say, say we carry on in this league for a little while, in this division, people are going to find it hard to 
just get their money together to go to a game. They can't. I have to choose sometimes which game I'm going to because you can't afford it all the time. It's it's, de- it's dearer than it much dearer than it used to be out of a regular right Saturday afternoon. Boom. But you, you know yourself, Chris, when you're going out and you you go or, or you melt, you get especially when you're going away, which I, obviously I don't get to do so much. But you go away, you're spending a lot of money on your travel, yeah. and you've got your booze and your Anything else that you might want to do? We don't drink. We don't drink. No. <laughs> All right. Vimto. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it mounts up, doesn't it? Even at this standard, you know, this, and it can get an expensive day out, you know. And if you've got midweek yeah. plans as well, <laughs> then you're looking at quite a lot of money. Well, that, I mean, to me, that shows you the loyalty of the Hastings fan base. Yeah, of course. It's like God, they, they, oh, they, yeah, and absolutely. a lot of people to vote. Oh, a, lot of, a lot of money and time to this. Uh, Honestly, this I've got heroes. total admiration for everybody, especially the ones who go away games, because I know how much that costs, and it's not cheap, you know. No. And You're looking at 50 fun. quid a game, aren't you? Yeah. You know, it's, it's, exactly. You know, 50 quid a game. And, and then, you know, you know it's, um, it's, that's a lot of money, isn't it? 50 quid a month, isn't it? Yeah, we might be getting a 1,000, say, a week at home, but a lot of those are uh, season tickets that I'm paying. They're not paying a full whack. They're reduced usually. And uh, there's a lot of youngsters going in. They don't pay full whack. There's a lot of OAPs as well. So it's not, you're not getting um, nearly a thousand times £12, are you, at each game? Are you suggesting no. they should put the prices up? No, well, it's going to happen anyway. <laughs> it's bound to. I was, I was horrified at some of the prices that in the leagues above us, you know. You're only going up one league and you're 15 quid a game. And then National League, I think it's 18 quid for some of the National League games now. So quite a lot, isn't it? But of course, price of success, isn't it? It's what you're at. So, you know, what would happen if we ever got into the Football League? You know, as much as we all want it, it's suddenly you have to start thinking twice, don't you? Well, yeah, you've got to do it sensibly. I mean, and if that involves... I'll tell you now, if... uh, Hastings were playing in the National League, I'll take £18 a game. Oh, God, yeah. I'm quite yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you'll be paying for extra quality on your own side and the teams you're playing against and everything, aren't you? So, yeah. Well, I think, you know, if you look to the outlay of a club, you know, they, they, I think you'd probably be, well, we'd all be surprised, wouldn't we? Because you'd yeah. think, oh, yeah, I never thought about that, you know. Mm. And you've got one guy coming in paying 12 quid yeah. to watch a game. That's a good You're point. paying the bar staff £10 an hour. That was a good know, And they've been there two hours. That's 20 quid. We're eight quid down. Well, I, was just reading, um, I was just reading before. Yeah, but we're all alcoholics, uh, Malcolm. So uh... I know, and we stay longer, which means he's got to pay them longer. It's 30 quid <laughs> oh, for three I hours. And, you know, like... I, was re- I was reading just before. It's our fault then. Just before we came up, I was reading, there was a bit on Facebook about... Um, Perhaps we should change the light bulbs and floodlights, for instance, LED ones. You could save money over the long period. But it's not just the cost of the bulbs, is it? You've then got to hire some way of getting it up there. You've got to get somebody to do it. Suddenly, it doubles the price. Everyone thinks, oh, that's the price of your bulb. <laughs> Great. But it all adds up, doesn't it? It's all little yeah. bits here and there. Yeah. You would want to think we've, we've gone off here. We've gone off on a bit of a tangent yeah, here, but, um... It's sort of linked, isn't it, in a way? Well, I suppose so. Um but yeah, uh, final thoughts on on the statement. Um, do you want to? Uh, you've got none, John, have you? I'd just like to say that it'd be nice to have somebody from the club come on and explain it a bit more. Mark, yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I don't. I don't know where it's gone from. We've got to go to Eastbourne because we're not paying not paying any more on the ground, and then all of a sudden we're not going to Eastbourne. 
mm. you know it, it, what's what's gone away you know as ground suddenly modernized itself and it doesn't need that standards you know suddenly become or something else has happened i think well, uh, yeah and if if the standards suddenly become all right, well then that someone was exaggerating when they first said it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's uh, yeah. and so. But from my point of view, I just think that whoever has to have conversations because obviously we've got Gary and Meany. I'm sure they're going to be thinking about budgets for next season at some point, depending on on how the season Probably goes. They already are, I should think. More than likely. Yeah. And to hear, I hope that they've had a conversation with the ownership. Yeah, because you know, we well, got that because at the end of the day, Chris, you know, you know how football works. At the end of the day, you cut a budget, you lose players. Um, you know, and you, not only do you lose players, you can't attract new players because you can't pay them decent wages, and mm. you know, you end up on a slippery slope. Then, don't you? You know, because you go down another league um, because you can't attract the players, and then you can't attract them even more because you're too lower yeah. level. You know, so it, it just. You end up going further and further down. You know, it's um, yeah. I don't I don't know. I think toll kilns got to happen. Something's got to happen because we're not. Um, you haven't got facilities for um, the girls' football. You know, that, that, that's a bit. That's a bit that worries me just as much as what yeah. I said on Saturday afternoon. Is we've actually the club has built up so much community stuff over the last well five years, really. He never used to have all these youth teams playing for them and girls teams and all that. Look what they've done. It's not, that's why you don't see, you won't see everybody connecting to uh, all those youth teams and all that up on a pilot field on a Saturday afternoon. But they're there at all the other games and it's, it's just as interesting to, and it's, the, it's still part of the club, isn't it? It's not just one team anymore or that's two right. teams. Yeah. It used to be two teams, the first team and a reserve team. Yeah. I'm going back on oh, probably 40 years, but look at it now. Is that somebody is it twenty nine clubs or something like that? Teams in the club, it's mad, isn't it? And I forget all yeah. the people doing it, but obviously there's Jake Daniels who does the kids and that. Yeah, and, all, and, yeah. and a lot of that's all voluntary, isn't it? So, well, they need to talk to Malk, get a decent agent, mate. Voluntary. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, touch, touching on all of that, um, as I said to you, the council they've said that facilities are coming, right? And it's. Yeah. Facilities are coming, right? So an announcement will be soon. Okay. I have heard this. I have heard this, but that's what I heard. And I, I you know, but that's what I've heard. The facilities are coming, right? I've also heard strongly that there's other options other than time kill. Mm, this is where I think there's something. And, uh, uh, and the, the strong option I heard, which was the um, Hauntine site as well. Um, oh, that'd be handy. But. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, it, hundred yards. <laughs> what what needs to happen is that people need to talk to each other, not threaten each other, yeah. and, and sort something out that's going to be good for this town and for our football team. Because it's not just about our football team; it's about <laughs> facilities for this town. So you know, because we want everyone playing sport, we want active yep. kids. Oh God, yeah. So it's, it's not all about Hastings United. No, I've got a mate of mine who. Yeah, you might know Andy Barr. He's uh, he, anyway. He lives in Maidstone, and the community football and stuff around that club up there, their their crime rate amongst youngsters has gone downhill. It's just completely almost obliterated. Obviously, they still got some, but they're more interested in the club now. Some of these youngsters, are, you know, they're playing football. They're doing other stuff around the club. Suddenly, they got an interest rather than sitting on a corner on the street. You know, yeah. 
it's important. Yeah, it is important. Really important these days, and, you know. And that's why places like Tynekill have got to happen. You know, that it's yeah. it's used uh, the three G pitches. You know, with floodlights are used every night um, around in Kent. You know, you can't get on a three G <laughs> pitch at all in Kent. You know, every night of the week because it's used. You know, and that's where the kids are. Yeah. Uh, but... Well, moving on from that, very quickly, uh, Wingate and Finchley, uh, home fixture. I'm away. I'm up north. I'm watching the Mackhams. I'm at Sutherland game, uh, getting rid of my uh, dad's ashes, not throwing them at anyone, but throwing them somewhere very nice. That will mean something nice. But um, uh, uh, Windy and uh, Malk, uh, are you boys at the game? Yes. No, I won't be there. I'm afraid I'm working on the night. Yeah, I'm hoping to be there. It's not going to be easy. Wingate uh, in a false position, I think. They're um quite. They've had another team on a bit of a roll with in the form league. They're only mm. two points behind us in the form league. That's the last six games for those who don't know. And they beat Bognor at the weekend four two. So you know, another game. It's not going to be easy. But you know, beat a ball, obviously. So yeah, hopefully it'll be a good game. Yeah. There's other teams, other other teams up there now, aren't there? Like Folkestone are suddenly on a roll as well, and that'd be interesting. They got Bishop Stortford Saturday, so it'd be interesting to see yeah. how they get on. Yeah, that's going to be a toughie. I'm just mentioning Bishop Stortford, just for anyone <laughs> listening. Uh, the on the 11th for your away day, there is a jolly. Uh, train is leaving at 8:21 uh, in the morning, which will be full of Hastings fans, uh, where we will all be drinking drinking Vimto. Um, <laughs> uh, so you should. And uh, uh, it's usually a good crack. Uh, whenever we do our jollies every season, uh, they're always a good fun. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's about the day. You know, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it obviously matters about the result, but it doesn't matter about the result, really. You know, we all have fun. So please yeah. join us. 821 Hastings Hastings Station. That's, that's on the 11th. Um, lads, listen, thanks for coming on. Um, uh... one, one other thing, Chris, very quickly. You haven't heard anything about the Sussex Senior Cup match, have you? Still outstanding. It's ridiculous. They played oh, the, the, the they Midhurst know, game, yeah. Yeah, Midhurst Eastbourne. They know who the other semi-finalists are, I would think, after tonight. But we haven't. We still got two or three rounds to go yet. Yeah? If we win, it's, it's really. I weird. don't understand it at all. Even Midhurst don't know. They, I saw it on Twitter. They said they ain't got a clue what's going on. So <laughs> bizarre. Yeah, very odd. Well, it just makes the it just makes the competition look naff, doesn't it? It's yeah. like, well, that's it. it used to shame. be, yeah, it used to be quite a prime thing. At, oh, this time of the year, you might be out of all the other competitions, but the Sussex Senior Cup is still going on, and you you stand a chance. We've got mm. a good chance this year of getting to the final because Brighton's out, Crawley's out, mm. you know, and there's I think it's Horsham left in there, Bogner, you know, they're all beatable, aren't they? <laughs> so, yeah. And wouldn't that be nice to end playing the finals at uh, Amit as well? Going up and and the cup as well. Yeah. Double season. How about that? Exactly. Lads, thank you. Take care. Bye, mate. Won't see you at the game, but see you the week after. Take care, lads. That's it for another week, grassroots football fans. Whoever you're going to watch this week, make sure you're loud and proud. As ever, if you want to get in contact with the show or have any suggestions or want to get in on our weekly roundtables, that email again is hufcpod at gmail.com or on the Twitter, which is at hufcpodcast. You can get this podcast on all major platforms, be it Google Podcasts, Audible, iTunes, Spotify or Amazon Music. 
and we have a jam-packed YouTube channel chock-a-block full of video interviews and episodes from the podcast. Please, please, please give it a look, a comment or a like, but definitely subscribe. It's all free. All that's left for me to say is, I've been your host Chris Laverick, hope you have a good week and see you at the game.